0: is starting to become our habit uh every other week jeremy i don't really care for this habit but i guess life intercedes and this is what we've got to work with now
1: yeah i'm I'm looking forward to being something more regular again you know i mean and if the astros keep doing what they're doing you know it's postseason. maybe it's back to every day i mean i'm looking forward to that uh been a a very long summer and uh you know for me very fast summer but long summer and, and, and it's been scarce for you and you've got some more emmys on the horizon i'm sure and, uh, you and so, never know i don't know yeah so i mean you know we've had we've had some, some things that keep us occupied but i'm looking forward to doing this more often yeah
0: it's funny uh the field of dreams game has just been has just completed here on august the 12th am i a bat how many times have you seen how many times have you seen field of dreams
1: uh oh i don't know let's see one 600 or 700 I don't know I mean it's a lot I mean it's, it's wow you crazy. really
0: jump from one to 600 yeah. and 700
1: yeah it's it's a great I, I love it I mean it's it's a, it's a classic baseball movie like you can't be a baseball fan and not watch that movie you know it, it's a story oh. fan I mean, okay well guess what
0: huh. should I admit that I've never seen the movie
1: you should Does not that make me that. a real baseball you, fan. Then you need to, go, you know what? I'm going to give you my Amazon password and you're going to go watch it on me. Like you got to keep, you got to keep the, Watch that movie. I actually had it on in the other room before we started this. Cause I was watching it again after watching that game. Um, so I've it, never man, just, seen it. And and a lot of people I've talked to today, they said, eh,
0: not very good. What? Okay. A couple <laughs> of people I've talked to today. Said, All right.
1: Eh. That's a great movie. I, I I can't help with that. I, Better I, than Bull Durham? Better than Bull different, Durham? Different. Totally different. I mean, Better it's than like, the natural? Better than the natural? Different. It's a different story. I mean, you know, the natural is about, you know, um, a, a guy who has his career derailed and gets it back later as an older an older person in his life and shows the ability for a season. That's the natural. You know, Bull Durham's about a lifelong minor league player. What life was it as a professional? And, and this is about, Field of Dreams is about um, a man making peace with his dad. That's really what the story is, right? I mean, he uses baseball cuz baseball was the vehicle that brought him together, but Kevin Costner's character makes peace with his father on on the baseball field, you know? It, it's a um it, it's a it's a it's definitely something for me anyway, not that I ever had this type of you know, I, my dad's still around, thankfully, and there's none of that regret. But I mean, my dad and I spent so much time on the baseball field growing up that, you know, we'll still talk today about what's going on, even if he'll watch us, you know, and our, our stuff and talk to me about what's going on and give me his opinion about baseball. You know, I mean, that's just that's just me. And my, so it resonates with us. Um, it's something everybody has to watch because it goes beyond. It's a deeper story beyond baseball. It's, it's definitely a, a personal thing.
0: I got to be honest with you. I don't know if you've really sold it to me. I I don't know if I'm that interested in seeing
1: it. (laughs) You got to go watch it. You have to watch it. And and like I said, the best thing is, is I'll give you my Amazon password. No, I don't
0: need it. I'm, 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 I'm good. We're good. You know, Um, (laughs) have you seen it many times on bus rides through the minor leagues?
1: Several, you know, it's been a long time since I've been on a bus. You know, the buses I'm on now have wings. You know what I mean? So it's been it's been a long time since I've been on a bus. I mean, um 14 years, 17 years, 16 years, yeah. Um it's it was something you watch cross country. I mean, there was a trip I took one time, it was 24 hours, you know, it was in, in a bus. They did that actually twice, two different parts of the country, and you don't get your time back. Like that's it. It's a day of your life you never get back. So there's lots of movies you watch. Field of Dreams was obviously one of them. What are the other ones then? Um, Major League. Yeah. Mildurum. Yeah, Mull Durham, For Love of the Game. Um you know, all pretty much, you know, all those, I don't know, Usual Suspects, um you know, there's a lot of well, Here's Money Talks. That was a Twenty one back back then we used to watch. Um, I can remember the, taking a trip everything. with
0: one. I can remember taking a trip with one team, and they put on Napoleon Dynamite, and it was great. But then, I think they got tired because I think it'd been played too much. You know, you get those those right. movies that sometimes guys are just like, oh, again.
1: Right. Yep. That was that's you get that, but there's only so much on the bus VCR back then. You know, because that's what we had. <laughs> the, the bus, bus VCR. VCR. That's it. the bus and VCR. One thing we haven't
0: done in a while is revisit one of your old scouting reports. And okay. I was going through one the other day from 2013. It's a high school pitcher. He now pitches for the Astros, and I have to I got to give you some props, man. Like, you had him really high on your list. And this was a guy involved in a minor deal who had been traded, I think twice, at least once. Okay. So he was traded once before coming to the Astros via a trade. And you had him really high. You had him 20 in the top 25 of your players evaluated. That's good, right? Like when you get a guy in your top 25, that's a guy that you like,
1: no? Yeah. it's uh, Yeah. It's a guy that you like for sure. I mean, you got a guy in, you turn a guy in, you like him for some degree. You it had Tim
0: Anderson, 17 on the same list.
1: This isn't Cody Reed, is it? No. Who is this guy? I, you gotta tell me who this is. All right. Let's so go. I kind
0: of, Jeremy and I, before the podcast will always mention, what are we going to talk about today? And I don't really want to go too in depth because sometimes like, the spontaneity of everything makes for a better podcast. So you had this, you had this guy at number 24 on your list at 22 was Hunter Dozier at 17 was Tim Anderson at number 24 was a left-handed pitcher, 6'3, 220. You compared him to Derek Holland. You said that he'd be a three starter No, I just missed it. It just slipped on me here. Here we go. You thought a number three starter in a major league role, middle of the rotation package with room for refinement, arm works with velocity ceiling, has a heavy ball, can use it in the zone to get ground balls, deception to the fastball, which helps for swings and misses, not reliant on velocity, but can go get more when he needs it, has enough secondary to protect his fastball, her ball with plus bite and break when he gets in front of it needs innings and professional instruction. He was from Dana Hills High School.
1: Blake Taylor. Blake
0: Taylor.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I had him in the second round. Jeremy, I, I like Blake it. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know what? I, I went out there, so I went out to California, um and I was doing the Midwest still at the time for Seattle, but I did a run to see J.P. Crawford and kind of compared him to Tim Anderson. Actually, J.P. Crawford and Tim Anderson went back-to-back 16 and 17. I had J.P. I think first on my list that year. I think I had him one. Um, but in, in, in any event, um, yeah, I remember seeing Blake Taylor and it was a little bit stiff, a little duck-footed, a little awkward, but he had a feel for a breaking ball. He had, a, he had some arm strength. It was 91 92. He had some durability. I thought he had a chance to be a starter. You're not going to take a reliever up there so, you know, when you write those reports, you're writing what his ceiling can be, right? The ceiling was going to be a, a three-starter. He's obviously fallen into a relief role. Uh, but he went like the second or third round, too, right? And was drafted pretty well. He I mean, was signed for some money because he signed out of high school. I want to say Cincinnati, maybe? I think it was Pittsburgh, originally. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was Pirates. Yeah. And
0: then That's he was right. traded to the Mets. And then he mm-hmm. came along. To Houston, I believe in the Mariznick deal. Does
1: that sound right? Either Mariznick or JD Davis, because he Blake's been here a couple of years now, right? This is his second year. Last year was I, his i I'm
0: sorry. Did I say Mariznick? I'm sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. I I meant JD Davis.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds right. I mean, Blake was definitely in Met, and he was definitely somebody in the NL Central. No, no, he
0: was. No, I was right. He was traded uh in exchange for jake marisnik
1: okay yeah so there you go but he's yeah he's, i mean he's got a good arm and, and, and he's second round a little bit
0: second and, round second,
1: second round, round 51st overall him. so i had him high school left hander, physical with a good arm and a feel for a breaking ball around the strike zone let's go but he had he had some work to do right and so that's he's clearly transitioned into a major league pitcher it wasn't what uh what his ceiling was, but he's, he's carved out obviously a pretty nice career for him himself.
0: I guess second round, somebody else liked him too, to pick him in the second round. So, you know what, yeah. maybe, what maybe your review isn't that great now that I look back at it.
1: Um, for him to go in the second round, lots of people liked him. That, that's how that works. You know, there was, there was a, I wouldn't never saw him pitch. And I think there was another big league player in that field at the same time, a guy named Trevor Williams. He's an infielder, and I want to say he's pitching for, for or plays shortstop for Philadelphia now. Not every day, but um, got to the big news with them. He was an interesting kid. His team was hard to write up. He did a good job to get himself there. But I remember just going to see Blake. I remember going to see him pitch. It was interesting out there by the beach.
0: Those are really tough scouting trips, huh?
1: West Coast is different, man. <laughs> West Coast supervisor. If you live in Southern California, if you can afford to live in Southern California as a as a scout, it's um. Um, man, you're home every day. I mean, it's one game a day, maybe two, maybe two. If you're in the Midwest, man, you're, you're driving from Houston to, to Baton Rouge. You're catching a flight to Mississippi. You're driving, Mississippi, catching a flight up to Chicago. You're bouncing back down, going to get your car, figuring out where you left it. Always staying ahead of the weather. Back Trying to do this with a carry-on, by the way. With a carry-on, all the extra stuff that goes with weather in the Midwest. And, and there have been times I've been on the plane and got off the plane because I could. grab my carry-on bag knowing it was going to rain where we were going and see what was going to happen, and we and going right out and getting to another, another city. It is totally different the West Coast. West Coast, you're like, what's a rain out? What's a rain, <laughs> what's a rain out? I'm just going to go to Vegas and back. I don't know what that means. So um, to- totally different than the Midwest, but I remember, yeah, good, good for Blake. I remember Blake Taylor's report. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: I guess I – Because he's a reliever, he was in a minor deal. I guess I forgot that he was drafted fairly high because it was so long ago. In fact, here's how long ago it was. He came to the Mets in a trade for Ike Davis.
1: That's a a ways back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it goes back a little bit. I think Um, the
0: only story of like hopping airplanes like that is when I can think of the 2000 must have been the 2019. No, maybe it was the playoffs in 18. But basically, leaving one city and then flying in, and then I literally just told the Uber driver in Houston head to Minute Maid.
1: That was coming out of Boston because I did, I was doing the same thing. We got stuck. I had yes. United. Had a, I had came on. I had United flight directly back, and I think I beat you there. Didn't you have to go somewhere else first? I don't remember. I just remember
0: like bringing my suitcase to Minute Maid Park. And, but you know, that's, it's adrenaline, right? Like it's the playoffs and, you know, by no means, by no means am I complaining. It was just, it's one of those things I'll always, I'll never forget because it was, that was the life of a scout in many ways.
1: I'm looking forward to doing that again in the postseason. In so many ways, I, I'm excited for that. Um, I'll, I'll stand twelve feet away if I have to. Like I, I've got a couple of new masks. I don't care. I want to get we we'll get back on that field and we're gonna want to do that again. It was awesome. It was, it's an awesome experience when you meet through do the postseason.
0: It's interesting. I was uh, speaking with someone in independently baseball uh, the other day, and. He just basically said to me, the Atlantic League is, guys are not enjoying the Atlantic League. He said, the fact they moved that mound back, all the players are trying to leave. He says it has dropped in relevancy so much. And in his mind, the American Association is the best league now. I don't know if that's true. Um, certainly, I'm pretty sure the American Association has more teams, but um you know, I've I've kind of lost touch with the Atlantic League here because we don't have a team anymore. Sugar Land left, uh, per se, to become an affiliate. Yeah, and then um, we've got an article from Baseball America saying that a survey, if you will, of people involved in the game, and they've said minor league baseball is is many ways unwatchable right now. <sighs>
1: So my league baseball in, in some ways, these guys had missed a whole year of development, right? So there's, they got to get a little bit of a break. They're still a year off. and It may take the entire year to get it back. Um, but I don't disagree. And the reason why is because all we're seeing is, is what we call gangster hacks with guys swinging as hard as they can all the time. And all we see is guys – I mean, we saw it a little bit tonight in, in the big leagues, right, at the White Sox and the Yankees game – But all we see is guys airmailing stuff off the back of the wall. I mean, it's just got – the shifts, they're not – they're out of position. Um, Again, saw that in a big league game the other day when I think it was Voight made a play off the bag and threw the inside lane, and Odor was stuck, and the shortstop couldn't get over, and Odor didn't even try to get the ball, and the ball was in the left center. I mean, you know, this is – we're doing so many things that aren't baseball-oriented that these kids are just playing like it's one big showcase. That's what's happening because I'm going to hit the ball as far as I can throw as hard as I can. And somebody's going to love me. No, they're not going to love you because at this level it's about production. It's still about getting guys out. It's about execution. It's about hitting the ball hard somewhere, but the key part of hitting the ball hard is actually hitting it. Right. So we have all those things that, that need to happen. and They're not happening. So yeah, baseball America and, and the guys who contribute that story are hundred percent correct. My only baseball is tough. Now, um, when you're talking about independent baseball, something I spent you know quite a bit of time in myself. Um, Atlantic League twice, four different stops in the Atlantic League, by the way. Um, it's a shame to see what's happened to that league. Uh, you know, players wanted to get there. I mean, I, I Jose Lima, which guy we talked about on Sunday, you know, I played against him. Uh, ricky henderson uh, i mean I'm, you know out there played against him, those guys you know it was it was a star studded league those guys signed and went back to the big leagues like that's how good of a, a league it was at one time is that you could play there it was it was like triple a holding pattern you just didn't have a job so uh it, it was it was totally different than what we've seen now and what these rules have these rule tests and changes have done is they've taken away the relevance relevancy of the league. And players don't want to be part of it. They want to go back and play baseball. They don't want to be part of it, be guinea pig experiments. They don't want to sit there and wonder if their careers are going to happen or if they're going to get hurt or why their careers are less valued than the guys in affiliates. If Major League Baseball wants to make these changes, do it in a lab. Why are you messing with guys' careers? Don't use the Atlantic League as a lab. Um, I would not be surprised, you know, be surprised if at the end of this year, because the Atlantic Used to, can't say if this happens today, but used to not have any longer than one year contracts. So if you signed in Somerset, who's obviously an affiliate now as well, right? If you signed in Somerset at the time when that year was over, they had to resign you. They couldn't roll your money over. They, could, they had to resign you. So, um, you know, in other leagues, they held an option and they had to sign a new contract and they asked for another option, right? Or you play out your option. That was part of the negotiation. I would be surprised if that league's on one-year contracts, if anybody signs to go there next year. If I just, I would be surprised, I, well, I wouldn't do it. Um, the guys, they're already upset about it. They were basically threatened not to say anything with, with chance of being banned across all my only baseball. Um, and that's why they haven't said anything. So nobody said a word because you still want to be able to play next year. You don't want to have this ban on you if you go back to an organization. If the Atlantic an league is always all that's there and you want to play and do it. But, I mean, there's people retiring. There's people walking away. To, 61-and-a-half-foot mound, bigger bases, robo-zones, what are we doing? And, 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 you know, look, Major League Baseball has to own the fact that they've taken away affiliates. The draft league was not good. Um, just a, not as terrible. It was, not, it, was hor- it was awful. It was not good. And then you have this experiment in the Atlantic League where um, – People are going to end up watching a, a once a very fun and very talented baseball league. And man, I got to tell you, that league when I was in it was fun to play in. Um, see guys walk away from it, it's tough. Tough to do. That's what's happening.
0: I've always enjoyed covering the Atlantic League because, from a perspective of a reporter, a lot of times when you're speaking to guys, quote unquote, on the way down. They have a much different perspective of not just the game, but of life than on the way up. And there's always something captivating for me, a good underdog story or a guy trying to bounce back. And I always enjoyed the Atlantic League. I mean, I was fortunate in my last job to work in a place where we had two teams. We had the Lancaster Barnstormers, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not Lancaster, Lancaster. And then also York, Pennsylvania. So you have the York Revolution, and had some great stories out of there. And when I came here, it was like, wow, the Atlantic League is here as well. But um, it's just very interesting moving the pitching rubber that is in the second half of the season in the Atlantic right. League. And of course, you've got this double hook DH rule. But I agree with you, Jeremy. Unless unless you've got some guys like a big John Huntin. Um, I don't remember, if, I don't know if you know that name. He was a pitcher in Somerset, a guy who, guy who put roots in in community. Uh, that was one of the great things about the Atlantic League. I mean, you were pulling from guys who, in many ways, they lived in the, in the area. So, yes, I could possibly see some of those guys maybe re-signing. But guys who are transient, guys who are trying to make their way back, yeah, I, I think it would be very hard-pressed for them to, to rejoin that league. I would think Mexico, certainly from a family perspective, would be hard, but, but that would be a much better option in my
1: mind. Yeah, Mexico is just going to have foreigner limits. You know? That's but the problem,
0: yeah, that, Japan, yeah, those places, yeah, obviously.
1: No. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would say that there you'll see more guys retire rather than go back and try to mess with something like that. Because, you know, how do those numbers translate? I mean, think about this for a second. And I use it because we've talked about him a few times. If you're the Baltimore Orioles and you're tasked to put a winning team on the field for the first time in the, in this regime, right, um, and you're looking at uh, Jason Bristol, he was in, uh, I guess, Brooklyn? No, not Brooklyn. I, whatever. I don't know. York. He's in York, Pennsylvania. He's playing for the, for the York Revolution. Um, and he's pitched at 61 and six feet with a distance, right? Or he's hit against pitchers 60. At what point do you stop counting the stats? Because it's not the same. It's not the same as somebody at 66, 60.6, right? You have to take the stats up to a certain point and That's your year. The rest of it's yeah. experimental.
0: You would look at the splits. You'd have to look before all-star break, after all-star break.
1: Right. So if I'm player, if I'm a player, I don't want to do that. I don't. Want, I don't want to mess with that stuff. It's, if there's no chance, look, independent baseball. It's amazing that I did it as long as I did. Independent baseball is, is the last chance of anything you got. And, and if you get released out of independent ball, it's hard to think that you're going to get another job somewhere. It happens, you know, some, it happens, you get jobs and you, you know travel. It's the old minor league system back in the thirties and forties. But, um, you know, now it, it doesn't seem to fit a whole lot. And if I'm a guy who is a big league player or a triple A guy. And I got to worry about my numbers mattering to get a job in Mexico, Japan, Korea, or an affiliated club or, or whatever. I'm not going to try. I don't want to experiment with that stuff and lose money on those contracts. I'm just going to shut it down. I am going to do something else. Right. Um, and that's, you're going to see a lot more guys do that because the other leagues will fill first and then the Atlantic will fill last. And on that note next week,
0: or maybe the week after we will return to our regularly scheduled programming of major league baseball coverage. Jeremy, how's that sound?
1: Sounds perfect.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of extra bases with Bristol and Booth. For Jeremy, I'm Jason. We'll see you next time. And of course, like subscribe and do all that other stuff. And we'll talk to you next time.